Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Start and Grow Your Business with Brian Will. We'll be talking about how to establish foundation for a new startup, how to grow your business, increasing income and sales as a business owner. So who is Brian Will? Well, he is the industry expert. Now, that's quite a claim, but we'll see. I think this guy is going to really back it up. Industry expert in sales and management consulting and best-selling author of the Wall Street Journal and USA, USA Today, best-selling book. And I love this title. And I hope this is me, I hope. The Dropout Multimillionaire. Even though I did graduate from high school, I dropped out of college. So I think it still applies to me. <laughs> he is also a serial entrepreneur behind seven successful companies in four different industries, four over the last 35 years. By the way, um, this is an audio podcast, but a, a very sliver amount of, of our audience will see, will come on YouTube and see it. Brian and I are the same age. I look like I got one foot in the grave. This guy looks like he's 35 <laughs> years old. So he says, so he's been working in his career for 35 years. He looks 35. <laughs> okay, so so he's he's done, he's worked in four different industries in the last 35 years. Combined, these companies that he's worked with are were worth over half a billion dollars at their peak. Today, Brian runs tech and real estate companies from Denver to Georgia to Florida. He is also owner of restaurant chains. I love that. That's one of my goals as well. And he serves on the city council in his hometown of Alpharetta, Georgia. Oh, I know Georgia very well. Fort Benning almost ate me alive. <laughs> During the course of his career, Brian has done multiple turnaround projects and helped those organizations drive billions of dollars in sales. That's what I'm talking about, Brian. Welcome. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate you having me on today. This is going to be fun. Brian and I were just talking before we began about how I'm I'm a startup and we're just about to finally launch after years of development and, and the challenges that I'm facing. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's the way it goes. I'm like, oh, yes, I should have been better, more pre-warned. It's been it's so it's so uh, it's taxing. Let's just say it's taxing. I feel the pressure increasing. I say this in one of the chapters in the book, you, you need to understand that it's not meant to be easy. Life isn't going to be easy. Yeah. The world isn't going to make it easy. This country is not designed for everything to be easy. It's designed to hold you back. You've got to yeah. be willing to fight to overcome all the crap that's going to get thrown at you if you're going to successfully build a company. That's just a fact of life. You know, I study capitalism and socialism, which are the two basic diametric economy, economic systems and, and more than that. And, uh, you know, socialism has a good a good uh, cause, so to speak. You know, they say that, well, I, I'd say that capitalism is based on freedom. And when you have freedom, you have freedom of choice. And in that in that environment, some people will make good choices, some people make medium choices, some people make poor choices. And their performance and their lot reflects that. In socialism, they say, oh, you see all those people who are not at the top? That's because of the people at the top. Uh, and uh, so let's the, the bottom and the middle go attack the top. And we, so we can all share our misery. And there's always an oligarchy, no matter what. Uh, so of course. Know, entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, if I, being an entrepreneur was easy, everybody would be it. And the fact is that not only the, only the minority are, are entrepreneurs, but only a minority are actually successful, at least they're business less, because it is difficult. I like to say this, you know, I tell people this all the time. It's actually on the jacket of my book. 400,000 people a month start a new business. That's 4.8 million people a year. Only, well, 70% of them will fail in the first five years. And in any given year, only 40% of those businesses make money. So if 4.8 million, 4 million start and only 40% are making money, that means 2.5 million of those people are either not making money or they're going to fail. That is a lot of people out there who weren't prepared, didn't know what they were up to, and don't know what they're doing. 
that are losing money, time, energy. Entrepreneurship is tough. Let me tell you, Brian, I have not known what I did. I have paid big time. I'm just very, very fortunate that I was able to persist. And quite frankly, if I didn't believe that this product is is so huge and so much potential, I probably would have given up long ago. But I really believe in this product. I think it's going to be a game changer. It's going to transform self-help. It's going to change the world. Because the mistakes I've made, uh, with losing capital, with hiring yep. people, with accepting yesing and mediocre results has cost me dearly. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we formed our company, Auxilium LLC, with my partner, July 2018. Before that, we had years of pre-development. Um, and uh, we've been so undercapitalized and we've had our challenges, which I already alluded to. And we're finally getting to launch. And if I could, if I could, uh, you know, if I would have, you know, could go back and knowing what I know now, we would have launched long ago. <laughs> we would have so, launched long ago. The lessons were so hard earned. And I'm so fortunate just that I'm still in the game. But let me ask you a question, Tony, because this is a key to success and failure in business. I talk sure. a lot about this, right? Every time you failed, did you learn something? Absolutely. Because success is a product of learning from failure. I always hear this. You need to fail to succeed. And, and that makes me cringe. That's not true. You need to learn from your failure to mm-hmm. succeed. Too many people fail, didn't learn, and then they fail, 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 fail. And then they blame it on everything else in the world. It wasn't the right time. It was the economy. It was oh, the right, circumstances. Right. Somebody exactly. No, they just didn't learn from the failure. So right. I like to say everybody starts in business at a different point. If you've got, if you've got a, a Harvard MBA and you've got venture capital behind you and your dad's a CEO of a mega corporation, right, right. you're starting at plus 50. Right. Me? I started at like negative 10. So yeah. I had to go through a lot of learning, but I, my superpower is learning from failure. Yep. And, and it takes me a lot longer to succeed than other people, but you know what? I succeed at the end of the day. And so will you, as long as you keep learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that you know, the, 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 uh, the sophistry. Uh, well, persistence is the key to success. It's true. But the other side of that coin is learning just as you yes. articulated. If you don't learn, you're screwed. Yes. That's that. That's that's the necessary performance of the business person yes. is to learn, not, and not just and not just you know what's wrong, but to adjust. You know, the difference yes. between a hundred and ninety nine is just one point, right? We call this post failure analysis. What did yeah. I do wrong? Don't do that again. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, right now I'm dealing with my getting my marketing team to work better with my tech team. And it's been difficult. And, you know, I, I, you got so you got to push and pull. You got to chill out. You can't be a dictator, right? You know, and all yep. that. But you've got to get things happen. You can't, you can't allow mediocrity simply because you might step on toes. But, yep. I, but you've got to, so you, this is where I'm at now is you can't, I can't come off as an ogre. Nobody, that's, that's not the way to perform. But I also cannot allow people who, who I, I'm the head of the company. I, I don't say that with ego. I'm saying that in terms of role and responsibility. Sure. I, if we succeed, I get the credit, quite frankly. Yes. Well, lots of people involved, but if we fail, who else is going to get the blame but me? Yes. All right. So, so I can't allow people to, to not, to, you know, say, Oh, Tony, you know, this is not the way we're doing things or we don't do, I can't allow that. I say, this is the way it's got to get. I mean, I'm totally always open to feedback but I'm not open to dysfunction and lack of communication. We have to get things done. And so I'm not, I'm not allowing uh, passivity. I can't allow that. I, I can't afford that. You have to execute on your vision. You need to get everybody on board and do the same thing. That's how you'll succeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm feeling it, bro. <laughs> yep. So well, with all that lead up, let me get to my first golden question. What are the most important lessons to keep in mind when starting a business. We've already touched on it, certainly, but there's there's the question articulated. All right. So I, I I like to end a lot of podcasts with this, but since you asked the question, I'm going to start it. I'm a backwards guy, Brian. Right. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. So, and this is the example I always use. So Tony, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. It's going to be sure. a give and take. You ready? Sure. sure. What kind of, what kind of phone do you have? Is it an Apple I have, or a- I, I got an iPhone. You got an iPhone. Okay. So it's made by Apple computer, right? Right. Okay. I'm leading you here. It's like leading the witness, right? And so by the Apple way, computer, we're, my company, Auxilium, is going to be bigger than Apple. We'll see. <laughs> I, good. So who runs Apple? Do you know the guy who's the CEO of Apple? Yeah, I think that's Steve Cook or Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Yeah. Tim Cook. He runs Apple. Apple's the biggest company in the world, most profitable. It's gigantic, right? We're talking a guy that has to be 
really, really smart to run this massive organization. Would you agree with this? I, yes, I'd agree with okay. that basically. So next question. So this is like a, I'm, I'm leading you here, right? So yeah, that's fine. You're, you understand what a board of directors is, right? Yeah, right. These are the people who make the this the strat you know, the basic decisions, the policy decisions, strategic decisions. Exactly. So Tim Cook has a board of directors, and they come in once a quarter. And you know, I like to joke they they all come into the big conference room, and it's you know they got all twelve of them there, and they got their Jimmy John subs, and they're hanging out, and they're like, "All right, Timmy, what's going on?" And Tim's like, "Oh, I'm having this problem in China, and Foxconn's giving us some problems, and there's a political issue over here." And and they all give their opinion and they come in and they say, listen, based on our background, based on what we do, based on how we think, this is the way we think you should approach these issues. And this is how we think you'll get them fixed. At the end of the meeting, Tim takes all their recommendations. He says, man, that was awesome. Thank you for the help. I appreciate it. He takes all that information and he goes and he runs Apple Computer. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, it sounds a little bit more like an advisory board than a board of directors, but uh, okay. Conceptually. Yeah, it seems to me, for me, board directors are more, they make decisions and you, you said they were, they were making recommendations there. So that's why I'm having- Tim's the chairman of the board in this case. Most people that are CEO are chairman of the board. My point is this, if Tim Cook needs a board of directors to help him make decisions on moving this company forward, yeah, what makes you as a young entrepreneur think that you don't need oh, yeah. somebody to come in and help you? Totally. And this is where we get into coaching and mentoring and if you're going to launch a business, the very, very, very first thing you need to do, stop listening to your friends, stop listening to your parents, stop listening to your relatives and find somebody who's been there and done that, Absolutely. who can come in and say, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Do that, do that different because they've already done it. And if you will do that at the beginning, it will save you so much time and energy and heartache and possibly give you an exponentially higher success factor than trying to figure it out everything on your own. Find Absolutely. somebody to help you. That's the that number one thing. That reminds me of the old adage. If you want to be rich, don't ask poor people. Don't even ask people in the middle class. <laughs> ask rich people. <laughs> don't ask people who want to give you their unsolicited advice who have never done it before. Because if they haven't done it, the only thing they can tell you how to do is what they've done. Exactly. So oh. that's number one. Find somebody to help you. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, when my company Auxilium, when we start staffing out, I have an LLC and I intended to keep, I intend to keep it private. Uh, though, okay, just leave it at that. But we, we'll have a board of advisors very yes. soon. You know, yep. And by the way, so I'm the founder of the company. I have a partner, co-founder. I will not be running my company, Brian. I'm going to have people much smarter than me, which is yep. a lot of people, much more experienced than me uh, as a president, as a managing director. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm the CEO. I'll be the chief of culture, but I won't yep. be running it because I'll run it into the ground. I'm going to have people know what they're doing. <laughs> do <it. laughs> so let me give you point number two. Since you brought it up, I'm going to lead you here again. Okay. I number two, most important thing, if you're going to launch a company is knowing who you are not. There you go. I seem to, I got a good grasp on that. <laughs> yes, because there are people, most of the time, they're good at something. So they start a company, but they're not good at running a company. And those yeah. are two different skill sets. That's I mean, me. completely different. Totally. You need somebody with managerial skills that knows how to do the payroll and when the insurance is oh. due and where to put the, the hiring posters. And they're going to, all the crap that you don't want to do as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Get somebody else to come in and do that and do what you're good at. Yeah. Don't get your ego in the way of succeeding by thinking that you are everything to everyone because you are not. Absolutely. Now, of course, the conundrum for the entrepreneur is until they get into that position, they got to wear all 20 hats. 100%. Right? And that's where I'm at. I'm so sick. I, I have blisters on my forehead from the hats going on and off, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I'm, and finally we're launching, like I said, and I, I am pro every day I think about the company that I'm going to build. I have all these notes and plans because not just because it's going to be great but because i'm going to have people who really know what they're doing and want to be there doing it and that's going to produce great results you know because that's exactly what you want and you know yep. not, i i believe in delegation not just because of expertise on the obvious side but i am intrinsically a lazy person oh, <laughs> and I, say that, I say you know tony we call this ambitiously lazy not lazy <laughs> Okay. Ambitiously very lazy. Very good. I'm willing to work my ass off to make enough money that I can be lazy. Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> that, that is true. That's true. I like to be a little, I like to be a little self-deprecating. Self I mean, I am lazy, but every, everybody has foibles and deficiencies, 
But the truth, I mean, like I've already said, I've been working at my company for years, years. Uh, and, you know, you've got, in order to succeed, it takes a, it takes a, a sufficient amount of action. Now, yep. if you, now sufficient is an operative word there because you can take action, but if it's insufficient, it's going to amount to failure. Right. If it's sporadic, it's probably the same thing. It has to there has to be enough consistency and enough amount where it's going to have a, an effect that is that, that that's wanted. Uh, so as long as you're you, you're getting that level, you should be all right. <laughs> but yep. that level is that level. It's not you know reality will tell you if it's real and if it's a not if it's good enough or not. Reality yep. will not not your own, not you, not your girlfriend. My girlfriend's like, oh, let's go party. I'm like, I got work to do. She's like, no, you can work all night. Yeah, you know, yeah, I got a lot of responsibilities. Yep, I get it, I get it, I get it. So next question. All right. I, I, I'm, we're not even gonna take a commercial break. I wanna segue into, this, into, into the next question. All right, so we've already, again, already, it's perfect segue. Why do, why do most businesses fail? Well, it's, Part of the first two things, right? right Number right, one, they don't right. bring somebody in to help them. Right. Number two, they try to, to be something they're not. Mm -hmm. uh, and number three, I, I call, and, and it ties into this a little bit. I call this your, your personal filter. And your personal filter is going to be the difference between you succeeding and not succeeding, right? So this is a little longer of a drawn out answer. So I hope you got a minute. No, no, I want to hear it. So the, think, about, think about somebody, and the example I use in the book is think about somebody who grows up in, say, France, right? They grow up, speak French right? They think like a French person, they eat French food, everything about them is French. Everything they think and do is based on the environment they grew up in, all the information they came at them. And when you take them and you put them in a different environment, let's say you bring this person over and drop them into Cleveland, Ohio, they're still thinking like a French person. They still talk like a French person. Everything is, they're not going to fit in. Now, I use this yeah, example. We because, hate them. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I use this example because Everything that's ever happened to you in your life has gone into your brain. From right. the time you were born, your, your parents told you things and it, it became part of your filter. And your teachers in elementary school and high school told you things that became part of your filter. Your friends and the peer pressure, everything they told you became part of your filter. Now, this mm -hmm. filter sits behind your conscious and your subconscious, and it takes information in no matter what's coming at you. In fact, there will be somebody listening to this right now, this podcast, and I'm talking and they're thinking, this guy's full of crap because their filter will not accept what I'm telling them, right? Let me tell you, as, a, as someone who was a personal development coach, I can tell you that Brian is exactly correct. <laughs> exactly and, correct. And, and this filter is dynamic, by the way. So you listen to the next podcast and you go, you know what? I really like what that person said. That becomes part of your filter. And your boss gives you information. So what happens is here we are, we've, we've rolled along in life and suddenly we jump into a business. We're a new, young, fresh entrepreneur. The problem is there's nothing in our subconscious. There's nothing in that filter that tells you how to make successful decisions in a business. You and I talked about this earlier. You have to fail and fail and fail as long as you learn, learn, learn. You got to fail and learn. You're failing because your subconscious doesn't know what decision to make that's going to be correct for this new business you're in, right? This is why we bring in people to help us. They have a success filter in the area that we are uh, they were going after, they can help us make better decisions. This is why failure leads to failure. If all you've ever done is fail, then all you're ever going to do is fail unless you learn from the failure and change your filter. Now, Absolutely. the problem with having this failure filter, we call it, is you don't even know when you should be dropping your ego. You don't know when you're making bad decisions. And so you're automatically making these bad decisions without even knowing they're happening, right? So in order for you to develop a success filter, go back to point one, you got to bring somebody in who's been there, done that, who can say, Tony, don't do that. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've done that. You're doing it wrong. That's a mistake. And it's going to cost you another three months. And then he's going to say, this is the way you need to do it. Do it this way. And this will succeed. And if you are an entrepreneur, you got to drop your ego, understand that you don't know what you're doing. Listen to somebody else help you have success, take that success, put it back in your filter. And eventually enough successes will give you the success filter you need in the endeavor that you're going after. So the number one people reason people fail is because their filter is wrong. They're Absolutely. not, they're not processing information successfully based on whatever it is they're going after. So and you'll, and you'll know, see, I, you know, my, in my, uh, I have two, two things to say, which, which are self-directed, but they're, they're totally appropriate. You know, uh, we, in Proficio, which is the world's first 
self-help coach. We have, we're starting off with our premier course, Benjamin Franklin. And uh, what, what was that point you just made, Brian? Because I had two thoughts in my head. That your your filter is probably not a success filter. Oh yeah, okay, business. got it. I got it. You're talking about taking the advice of someone who knows they're doing. Yes. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin has a core philosophy, and he precedes it. He starts it off with talking about advice, and he says most people they don't listen to advice, and they pay for it, and they don't, and they don't even know. Hundred percent right. And, and if they took advice, it probably it may or may not have change the outcome or, or, or affected it. You'll know if you should have taken advice by what happens. Yep. Okay. If you yep. do good, you accomplish a goal. You did the right thing by not good just job. the advice. Yes. If you didn't, you should have took the advice or some hybrid of it because someone else or some other people knew better than you and you didn't listen to them. Here's the biggest problem, Tony. People yeah. take the, they tell you they're going to take the advice. Give me advice. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to give you advice, but you got to listen to me. I swear I'll listen. Right. And then they take half the advice. They throw the other half out. It doesn't work. And then they're right. like, your advice sucks. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like That's the you didn't follow what have. I said. Failure to follow instructions. Yes. I learned that in the army. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, I know this is such a great conversation we're having because you've never, in, in the, all the interviews I've done, which is coming up on 95 to this podcast, no one has prompted this, this, this content from me. So I really appreciate that, Brian. He, <laughs> so we took the way to wealth, which you probably heard Benjamin Franklin wrote it in the yep. 70s. still never went out of print today. We, we took it, we uh, reinterpreted it, we interpreted it for the modern person and we elaborated on it. So I, I said, that's how he begins talking about his philosophy that starts with advice. The way he ends the way to wealth is, to, is talking about advice again. He comes full circle. He says, now that I've made my case and this case is very compelling, right? About all these principles of, of, of wealth and success. He goes, most of you have nodded in agreement and you're not going to do it. Nope. <laughs> that's exactly what you You're nope. not going to do it because that's the way people are. <laughs> because their filter's kicking it out and saying, that exactly. isn't going to work or I got a better idea. Your and, ego and is what's killing you. Exactly. You got to get your ego out of the way. And I'll, I'll, and by the way, you know, to, you're, you're so dead on with, with filters. You know, we created Proficio, which, which is an automation, so virtual coaching program so that a person... It solves the first three problems of self-help. The person doesn't start, gets them to start. Does the person doesn't line or learn or apply, gets them to do that. Does the person doesn't complete professional gets to do do that with the home study course. And then afterwards, it gets them to consistently apply what they've learned towards the goals. That's how it works. Awesome. But we the way we do that is we we have a you know the winning is is really basically dictated on preparation. The more you prepare, mm -hmm. the greater you increase the probability of winning. So, and that's and that's not lost on me. So we created a great pre-course where we assess the people. You know, it's all automatic. Yep. A, a proficio takes the assessments, learns about them psychologically as an individual, as a true individual person, uh, and then runs them through a super learning course, super learning mini course. But what does it do? One of the things that it's a, a primary part of this assessment is learning their filters exactly yes. correct in nlp i'm a practitioner of nlp neurolinguistic program we call it meta programs which are simply strategies and filters that are internal you know two people see the same thing one person sees one thing the other person sees the other thing because there's two different filters right yes. and then they go about doing things differently because they have two different strategies from the same information and that is a critical thing and you've got to either have some awareness of that or some flexibility. Otherwise that's going to dictate what you do. And what you do may, may be, you know, ineffective. <laughs> right. I, I, I use the example of my kids. I have two children grew up in the same household with the same parents and the same, and they're totally different. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You can take the same information in and go totally different directions with it. It's just, it, it gets in a little of the nature and the nurture thing and how that affects you. But you're exactly right. People, two people listen to what we're talking about today. One will accept it. One will reject it. That's to just my, the way it works. To my listening audience, I told Brian at the beginning that I think this would be a really great conversation. I was right because we've gone nearly a half hour and I haven't even had a commercial break yet. 
because <laughs> the conversation has been so urgent. I would say it's urgent. I'm like, okay, I'm not taking a commercial break. No way I'm stopping this train. <laughs> but let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with Brian. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. When people learn something, they want to use it. So it has real value. And the best teacher is experience. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozzo, having an incredible conversation with Brian Will. I just couldn't stop it. It was just, it was just so wonderful. And, it, it was, you know, it, it, certainly I, I, I know what Brian's about. And uh, I know questions to ask him, but it's been an organic conversation, discussion. <laughs> I, I, that's the best. That's the best. I mean, you, you, you know, you, the, the, you, it's the juiciest. It's been very juicy. And I have no doubt it will continue. So, I mean, we've already talked about advice and about filter. And so when if a person thinks that they know what's best to do, okay, right, taking their own advice, should they do it? Maybe that might be right. That might be wrong or something in the middle. What's the deal, Brian? I, again, I, I'm going to reiterate this. I, one of my podcast episodes is should, should you trust your own instincts? And my answer is maybe not. Yeah. Right. But I also say, uh, you know, don't chase the advice of billionaires. Another one of my favorite lines, because they're so far ahead of you. You don't think the same. There's just no possible way that what they're going to say is going to help you in launching or running your small or medium-sized business. So I would find somebody 10 steps ahead of you. And if nothing else, buy them lunch and say, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to try this. What do you think? That That's, I don't, maybe you shouldn't trust your own instincts. If you've never had success, then you should definitely find somebody to help you. Absolutely. You know, and that's one of the things that Proficio, you know, I'm not doing this deliberately. I mean, I, it's always part of my strategy, but I, I don't do it a lot because the conversation goes its own direction. But the value you're talking about, we go into that with Proficio because it, it, we want, it's designed to have a person succeed. But a person... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Look, your 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 organization, your business does exactly the same thing. It's just not maybe business focus. It's self help focus. It's right. the same thing. It's your that's personal right. filter. Look, if you were making all the correct decisions, you wouldn't need self help. At some point, you got to go. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm doing something exactly. wrong here. Let me go find it. And and I, and I and I contend that the reason why self help doesn't work. And it doesn't work. Although if self-help worked, I would have been a multimillionaire 20 years ago, Brian. I'm still at it. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, and I remembered my thought, by the way. And But the reason why self-help doesn't work along with almost everything else is that everybody needs a little bit more. And you just talked about it. You just said a mentor. One of the things that Proficio coaches a person to learn using accelerated learning, what we call super learning, which is our own little regimen. And one of the things that it will tell or coach a user to do is to get a mentor. That's yeah. what you talked about. Get what are you, what are you learning? Get a mentor that's related to that. Listen to that person. Yep. That person knows what he's talking about or what she's talking about, especially if they got success in that endeavor. That yes. doesn't have to be right in that field, but they got to. Okay. Yeah. Let, let me let me preface this with please. And I say this to people all the time. I can go online right now. I did it the other day on another podcast. It's funny. And for $149, I can become a certified life coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to be you careful who you're taking advice from. You, you don't even, you don't even need, sir. I was a life coach. You know, <laughs> there, there is, there's no regulation. You don't, you don't, yes. you don't need a certification. You don't, you don't even need a day of training, you know? You said the right thing. You said, find somebody who's actually had the success. Don't right. just find anybody. Right. I mean, I, there's three housewives on my block who are certified, you know, business life coaches who have never done anything in their life. Right. And the other point I make, and this was a funny one, everybody needs help. I have a picture on my Instagram page. You're familiar with the Tough Mudder race? No. It's like 10 miles of craziness. And, and one of the obstacles is this, is this six foot deep mud pit. They take a backhoe and they dig this giant hole and they fill it up with water and you have to jump into the hole, right? Now, everybody's down in this just muddy, nasty water 
and you got to get out the other side. I don't care if you're an Olympic athlete. I don't care how good you are. You can't get out of the hole without help. It's impossible. Everybody needs help sometimes to get out of the hole. That's the slogan of my podcast is that we're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help. And sometimes yes. you, you don't even could use it. You just need it desperately. Yes. <laughs> you got, no matter how you know, good you are. Absolutely. I, I, I've often said, I've said long, I've long said that asking for help is a sign of greatness. Most people are like, oh no, that's, they think it's the opposite. No, it's a sign of greatness. Humility is a critical thing that, and humility, a lot of people think humility is, is being shy or meek. No, no, that's gross misconception. Humility is knowing yourself. What are mm -hmm. your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And then being honest about your weaknesses so yes. that maybe someone else can help you, you know, uh, fortify you in that area or, or get you out of that hole, as you just described, yep. because that's the truth is that we don't, we're not everything. No man is an Island, if, if you will. And sometimes some things we can do well, and some things we just do poorly. <laughs> yep. and, and, and also, you know, another thing I like to say is that, and I don't say this with any, any uh, denigration towards any person, is that I say to help a person, including myself, stay humble, is that by myself, I can do very good. But mm -hmm. it's only in cooperation where I do great as a team player, I'm an, I'm a huge individualist. Okay. I'm not yep. putting down a person because I'm, a, you're not going to get a more pro individual person than me, Yep. but it's with cooperation with others. Okay. Well, let's, how can we work together to accomplish goal? Damn, we do magnificent stuff. Hey man, Shaquille O'Neal, who did he need? Yeah, he needed yeah. Kobe Bryant. They needed four other players, right? Yeah. And Michael Jordan had Scotty Pippen. Right. Exactly. Peyton Manning. He had receivers. He couldn't do it. Tom Brady and Ron Gronkowski. Exactly. Tom Brady can't all, carry a team. All, well, they're all stars, but they were all team players. Yes. That's exactly it. Totally yep. it. Yeah. I love it, man. So let, now after I, I when I introduced you, I talked, I, I mentioned some of your businesses. Can you talk about any of you know before we get into that? Because this might be huge. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's take let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. And I want you to when we come back, I want you to talk about some of the businesses that you've been involved with. You good with that, Brian? Sounds good. Yep. Great. Let's take a moment to hear my sponsor coming right back with Brian Will. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. The pandemic has painfully shown how we must have money put away, not just for a rainy day, but for a whole bunch of them. You must accrue wealth to really be okay. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O io where you can truly learn financial principles like never before so that you can have the future you really want and need you're listening to the self-help coaching podcast with me your host tony petroza we're having a fantastic discussion about business with brian will and now he's going to talk about some of the businesses that he's been involved with brian what do you got so my story, I'll try to give you the one minute summary, but it is so diverse. I've done so many times in my life, I have done what I call a reincarnation of Brian Will, right? I love it. And part of it is my ADHD, right? I can only focus on things for so long and I got to have something new and exciting. So super quick, failed out of high school, my junior year, ended up getting back in, graduating 1.2 grade point average, went into the military, spent a year on active duty, came back into the National Guard, tried to get a job got fired as a landscaper, got fired as a construction guy, got fired as a Little Caesars pizza counter person, got fired as a waitress, got a job as a busboy. And that's what I was when I got married. My wife was a waitress and I was a busboy and nobody looked at me and thought, this guy is going to kill it. Nobody. Got married, didn't have a car, a house, a job, lived with my grandmother, went to work for a landscaping company, worked there two weeks. And I thought anybody can mow grass. So I started a landscaping business. Seven years later, I had seven franchises in the Atlanta area. I thought I was rocking, and then, I lost and then I lost everything. I went from 100 back to zero. How did that happen? Uh, I learned a lot of business uh, lessons in that failure. And one is the old adage, never put all your eggs in one basket. I had oh. one contractor that I was working for that was 90% of my business. Hmm. And when they hired a new VP and he brought his son in to do the landscaping, I got fired and we lost millions in business. Yeah. And I had credit I couldn't pay for. I had a mortgage and two car payments and a motorcycle payment and credit card payments. And I, I went broke. Right. So you I lost everything. You were dependent on one entity. 
Yes. So a lot of lessons there. Started selling health insurance, weirdly enough, through the Rush Limbaugh show. We used to advertise on his show back in 1996. Uh, and within a six weeks, I decided to start my own insurance agency. I did that. A year and a half later, sold it to a venture capital firm because it was the beginning of the dot-com boom. Started another one, which I ended up selling to another venture capital firm out in Silicon Valley. It's called getinsured.com. They're the, one of the largest state exchange-based carriers today. Started another company on the internet with another partner doing uh, internet marketing. We sold that to a private equity firm in 06 for about 60 million. Uh, started doing consulting for Fortune 500 companies and how to do uh, sales and management, uh, mostly direct to consumer stuff. Started a restaurant, ended up with two, three, four, six, 10, 12, had this little restaurant chain going on. Uh, let's see, wrote a couple books, you know, uh, which we talked about earlier, the dropout multimillionaire and I give the dumb kids hope got into local politics. I sit on city council today and now I've launched this, uh, small to medium sized business consulting company, trying to work with, uh, work with young entrepreneurs and help them avoid these mistakes that you and I are talking about right here. Yeah. So that's as quickly as I can go through it. Hopefully that's I didn't a, lose you there. That's a wonderful resume and evolution biography i love it man you know i i have i've had a number of businesses businesses all of them quote unquote failed but i learned every time every time and, and you know sometimes i like to say i'm failing to to success but I, you know i i say that i'm being you know loose with words uh I, you know i learned from my failures just as you said you were very articulate i learned from my failures and it's all about learning it's best to learn from other people but sometimes yep. you have no choice but to learn from your your own actually you always have a choice uh you know you can either learn or not learn and, you, and the pain will be there either way <laughs> this is a beauty of children right my daughter is like 21 and she's doing something i'm like honey don't do that you're going to fail daddy I need to learn the hard way. Otherwise, how am I ever going to know what I was doing wrong? And I'm like, oh my God, why are you telling me this? This is just <laughs> terrible. But okay, go fail. I'll just sit here and watch. <laughs> Great. Okay, so let's get down to our meaty thing for any person who is uh, interested in business. How can you build value in your business? So we call this a difference between self-employed and being a business owner, right? Okay. Self-employed person uh, is usually the person who doesn't really have a team of people. They don't have a company. They, it's an architect that does their own architecture. It's a CPA that does taxes for people. It's, you know, it's any small business where you are the primary person in the business versus what we call a business owner. A business owner is someone who builds a team. They build process. They build protocol. They build a business that doesn't require them to physically be there and do it. If you can build a business, and this is something I've always done, like my restaurants, I don't know how to cook, don't know how to make drinks. I don't know how to seat people. If there's a problem in the restaurant, I am literally not the last person they call. They don't even call because <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Right. Like I have no point in calling that guy. He's useless, right? You need to build a business that doesn't require you to be there. Absolutely. That's a business that has intrinsic value. Yep. That's a business that you can sell at some point down the line and you know make a big chunk of money, so to speak. If you are the primary driver in your business, if you are the technical expertise in your business, or if you're the person doing all the work and all the customers know and love you, you're basically self-employed. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not something you can sell. Nobody's going to buy a business that relies on you. Absolutely. As I said to you earlier, I'm not, I, I'm building a company that I don't intend to sell or go, or go, go public with, but it is absolutely built uh, uh, as a business where it's totally systemic, all systems, Tony Petrosa doesn't even have to show up. It will run probably yep. even better without me. <laughs> yep. I, okay. I, that's like I said, yeah, don't call me. I can't help. Right. Right. It, it doesn't need me. doesn't want me. My job is to be, is, 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 is CEO, actually chief of culture, but I'll have the director of culture. So my job will be done by that person. Exactly. Okay. That I'm going to be so unnecessary that I'm, I'm going to probably have to fight to keep my, my job, or at least I'll be getting a dividend. But absolutely, it's all about building systems. Yes. Systems that operate without you and that have, a, they should have a fail safe, or at least they should have some sort of contingency to, you know, you got to expect things to go yep. wrong. All right. Cause they Always. will. Yep. <laughs> they will. Yep. Uh, I like know, to be on the ski slopes. I get a text. Uh, here's what's going on. Okay, thanks. And I go back up the lift and go down again. 
Great. Yeah, you go up the lift, you you do you find out about a problem, you come by the time you're back at the bottom, oh, it's solved. Oh, I, <laughs> I used to have a guy that worked for me and we'd have a problem and I'd be in my office and he'd I'd always watch, he'd walk in the office, he'd look at me and he goes, Ah, forget it. And he'd turn around and walk away. <laughs> I love it. I, I you know, you know, as we 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 spoke about even before we went live, uh I love business, man, but it, it's hard. It's hard. It's what I do I, for fun. <laughs> it's my hobby. I, I, well, yeah, well, you love it, but you, you take it seriously, right? Oh, of course. Right. Of course. Uh, People say, what do you do for fun? I'm like, I do business. That's what I, I that's, that's what I do for fun. You know, there's it, so many facets to business, you know, um, and, and I think the, one of the biggest parts we've talked about this, is learning learn how to improve yourself as a businessman business person to improve your business you know mm -hmm. which is to say how you serve your customers right and it is it is a lot of fun in there but you know there's a lot of time where i'm just feeling so tired i'm like i gotta i can't i gotta <laughs> go rest i'm like wait this gotta get done but this is this is what i'm working towards right i'm working so that i'm doing all this stuff so that i can just sit back on that ski lift and and let and know whether maybe I'm being informed on my iPhone or or be Android. Hello, Google. Yeah. Uh, and that business is running, and if it, there was problems, it's getting addressed and it's being taken care of. That's what I'm working for. Absolutely, that's the key. <laughs> I love it, man. Okay, let's take our final break, and we'll come back with the last unfortunate segment of Brian. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're here with Brian Will. It's been a great discussion about business and about value and about how an entrepreneur or a would-be entrepreneur has to have a certain mindset and they have to discard certain things about themselves. A very, very valuable discussion for any entrepreneur or would-be entrepreneur. And this is a very, I mean, just as you said, I think, wait, I'm not sure if you said this before interview began or afterwards. But you talked about how the statistics uh, of, of success for the entrepreneur are really the odds are against you. Yes. The, so, you you know, in order to defy those odds, you're going to really have to prepare and and really learn and even humble yourself as as you you articulated, you know, yep. as, not just getting a mentor. Someone's got a, a, a placard outside the house, certified life coach. <laughs> yeah, and for some, by the way, I'm selling those certifications too, 149, like you said. You know, you want to get a mentor that that has the track record, that has the experience of doing what you want to do. That's the best. I mean, that's not the only uh, limitation, but that if you got that, then yep. you probably can rest easy that their advice is is sound. But okay, all that said, all that preface. Now, there are times you got to say yes, and times you got to say no, right? Yep. What does no mean for your business? What do you mean? What do you mean? Clarify that question for well, me. Sometimes you got to say no, right? Uh, when somebody asks you something and, and we all want to say yes, we all want to please people, right? Sometimes in, in running of your business, you, you've got to say no. Isn't that correct? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of variations to that. No. Um, okay. I mean, I had to let somebody go this morning who was a senior person in the organization. And that's the hardest thing in the world wow. to do. And how long but, were they with you? Uh, they'd only been here about six months, but I brought them in in the senior position. And in that course of time, the the team underneath them lost, lost faith. Wow. They lost confidence. And so, when that happens, it starts affecting everything, right? And you have to sometimes look out for the good of the organization. And as hard as it is, you know, you got to make decisions that are very tough. And I had to do one of those this morning. And that's um, one of the reasons why a person doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. That's exactly they, right. They have to make hard decisions. People don't want hard decisions. No. Nope. They don't want to step on toes. They don't want to say no to somebody. They don't want to displease anybody. Uh, but that's just, that's a, a kind of a cop out. And I'm not, and I don't say that as any sort of sadist 
even though I am. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, making hard decisions uh, is just what it implies. There's hard. There's there's a, a consequence to it that some people are not going to like. Uh, well, in this case, you've got 150 other people that you have to look out for, as right. well as your own family. So you have to do what's best for the good of the collective, so to speak, right. even as hard as it is and as bad as it sucks. Sometimes you just have to. And if you're not prepared to do those kind of things, I, I, I talk about this also. I like to see if I can talk people out of business or if I can talk them even out of their job. I have a whole chapter of like, why in the world are you getting in business? I mean, keep your job. It's easy. You get a salary, you get vacation. Nobody's going to, you don't have to fire people. You, nobody's going to sue you. you. You don't get calls at, at 10 o'clock at night. Right. And if I can talk you out of business, then you never should have done it. You, and I say at the end of this chapter, I said, now everything I said, do you want to go get a job or are you now pissed off at me? Because if you're mad, then you probably have a shot. You got to really, really want what you're going after to make it. I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend early this week, and we were talking about multi-level marketing. Now, I have experience in multi-level marketing in the 90s. I like it, but there's it's so much hype in it. Hey, Amway Most started my whole career. I didn't throw that in there, but I wouldn't be ah, anywhere without it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Amway, Amway if those are not, was is the first really big multi-level marketing or network marketing company that started in the 50s. If yep. I'm not mistaken, very, very, very big. Also controversial too, but you know, hey, the more successful you are, the more controversial be. Period. Yep. Anyway, multi-level marketing is a great system where basically a person can buy into the business by becoming a distributor, and they and they become a quote-unquote franchise owner, if you will. And so anyone can become a businessman. And so a lot of people who who have no experience or resume with business oh yeah this is my chance to be a businessman yep. they don't realize that being a successful business person is a lot a lot of work yeah and an mlm company is making it easy for you because it's franchising you're buying in but to think that you're going to be successful without the business mindset without allotting to become a business person right which means you your operations your sales and marketing without yeah. an advertising budget quite frankly all yeah. uh, right uh no matter what without taking without changing the mindset from whoever you were to a business person right you're gonna fail so that's yep. why I, a primary reason why i contend mlm people in MLM get involved with MLM and fail. And there's probably other, there's certainly other reasons, but yep. they got you to act like a business person means not acting like the, like an employee anymore. All right. Well, they, they target non-business people and that's the challenge. And then they yeah. promise them that they're going to be successful. And the reality is they have a learning curve ahead of them. That is yes. gigantic. Exactly. And they look to their credit, I started reading books and I started listening to positive stuff and the right. whole self-help thing. And that changed my whole life without a doubt, right. but it took me 20 years, right? not, not six months. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. People want, you know, they, they have the, the, they want the instant gratification, you know, and that's a big thing. You've got to learn how to be patient, you know, because it, impatience will, will ruin you. You, you know, you can, you can, you could be on the verge of success and then run out of patience and then you're screwed. Yep. 100%, <laughs> so you, 100%. You, you gotta be patient. Great. And then, yeah. you know, getting back to my questions, you know, uh, about when saying no regarding business, a lot of people are going to want to do things or want something from you that either you don't have the time because you have to do things in business or you're all the energy could have to do business. And you've just got to say, no, I, or, or, or can you do this favor for me, Tony? And sometimes you're going to say, no, I cannot do it. I've got to do this. Uh, or can you go out, can you go out partying or, you know, go, no, I've got to, I have yeah. responsibilities. Yes. Right. And I you have, a wherewith, I have a wherewithal. I have a certain amount of time, 24 hours, no matter if you're the richest or the poorest, right. 24 hours in a day and a certain amount of energy, and I have to allot it or reserve it or proportion it. And I, that means I have to say no, if not a lot, but when it's certainly time to say no, because you'll run out of that at time and energy and you've got you're, to- You only got so much bandwidth, right? Exactly. And when you're ADHD like me, your bandwidth is small. Right, right. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I got to, my brain is a sponge. I don't want it sopping wet. With you know, I you know, I'll have it stopping wet, but only with useful information, right? Not with a bunch of crap, right? Okay, this is a beauty of having people that work for you because I push it. Go talk to him, yeah. And then when, when him comes back to me, I'm like, I didn't want to hear that anyway, I just made you listen to it because I didn't want to, 
Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Brian, this has been a most wonderful discussion. I Super really fun. appreciate it. How can someone find out more about you or get a hold of you? Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.brianwillmedia.com. Brianwillmedia.com. My books are there. The podcast is there. Newsletters there. Everything's on the website. Uh, right. You can buy the books there if you want to. So that's how you get me. So that's two L's in Will, brianwillmedia.com. He's, of course, yep. he's on Instagram. He's on Facebook. Yep, that's LinkedIn. called the Dropout MM. Dropout MM. And that's a Dropout Multimillionaire. Dropout MM on any social media platform. Yep. LinkedIn, YouTube, all yep. of that. So yep. really, I really encourage you to check out Brian. Check out his book. I'm going to be talking more about more to Brian because he has more than intrigued me. He certainly knows what he's talking about. That is quite obvious. Been a pleasure meeting you and having Super this conversation, a conversation with you, Brian. Uh, and do you have any final remarks for our audience? Uh, this is it. I mean, uh, there's just so much in business, man. I'm going to end it how I started it. If you're going to be in business, Find somebody that's been there and done that. Have them help you. That, that will accelerate your success and keep you from failure. You know, right now I'm about to do it again. You know, in, in New York, I'm in New York, you're in Georgia. We have SCORE. I think that's a, a, yeah. a whole thing. This, that's national, right? Yep. I'm about to get another SCORE mentor. I had one before. Yeah. And this is a guy, this is an old guy or a woman. They tend to be guys that, that have had that they're, they're retired and they like, Hey, I, I was a businessman my whole life yeah. and you know, I need some, something to do. And so they, they mentor, they take protégés, yes. you know, people who are like me or, or that need some guidance or some good advice. And so I'm about to get my next one. And by the way, that's senior core of retired entrepreneurs score. Thank that's you. what it is. Thank you. I was, I was a little less kind than, uh, Brian saying the official <laughs> great stuff. I really appreciate it. And remember, everyone, I already said my slogan, but because Brian prompted it, but I'll say it again. We're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help. With that, thanks for listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Thanks very much, Brian. A pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.